This episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by Mark Marin's Marination Tour that is happening all around the country very soon. Carl, what are the dates? Hey, yeah, Mark Marin from the WTF podcast is appearing in Sydney at the State Theatre on Thursday, October 15. They're jetting down to where we are, Melbourne, on Friday, October the 16th at the awesome Palais Theatre. And then the next night he's back up to Brisbane on Saturday the 17th of October at the City Hall. All hotbeds of dum-dum listeners. Yeah, this you guys are podcast listeners. This guy is sort of your... Your king, you know, your little godly king of podcasting, Mark Maron. So go check him out. He's like a successful little dum-dum club. Yeah, his stand-up is great at the moment, so go check that out. We are also, as you know, if you listened last week, currently sponsored by Yalla Chocolate Moose. Uh, lots of people have been sending us photos of themselves eating the moose, getting the moose off their shelves in oh, their supermarkets. Awesome. There's been plenty of texts coming in to the uh, dum-dum hotline, of which you all know the phone number of. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, let us know. Uh, if you're enjoying it, uh, get pictures of yourself with Yellow Moose. It's Check the awesome. page because we've been trying to get as much of a list of the where you can get it as possible. I'll tell you this. It's at my local, Peter Monty's in North Fitzroy. So go check it out. It's in Hawthorne. Yeah, you can yell at me whilst eating moose fresh out of the uh, <laughs> supermarket there. Also, not much time left until our big live three-hour Dum Dumber Palooza happening in Perth on October the 18th at the Velvet Lounge. We've got well, us... What? Well, let's make that clear. So it's a three-hour show. That means you get an hour of stand-up from little Tommy Daslow. Mm-hmm. You get my last show from the festival that you heard plenty about where basically I do my stand-up and then we have pe- other comedians heckling me, uh-huh. uh, running me into the ground. It's even more brutal than the podcast, to be honest. Yes, so. yes. And then you've got the live Dum Dum episode there with our special guest, Tommy. Uh, Josh Earl. Xavier Michaelides and the big weigh-in of Dilrock J Singer. Exactly. You might Are we going to have him on the bike? Who knows? Someone will be on the bike. There'll be a bike there. There'll be an exercise bike there. Please Let's... keep scratching your nose and just pointing the microphone away from your face when you do it. Okay. <laughs> Am I doing it enough now? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right. uh, that's going to be huge. Also, November the 17th in Adelaide. Barely worth mentioning Adelaide at this point, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're sold out already, aren't An we? An absolute waste of breath. Uh, is it? Are we, are we sold out yet? No, we're still selling like absolute shit. So, <laughs> you know what? Maybe we do this. Maybe within – I know there's a lot of people thinking, ah, they'll get them the day before. What if in a week's time we just jack the price up by 20 bucks? You know what I mean? <laughs> Did we make this like an unofficial kind of – this is a pre-release price. Yeah, yeah. We need to give – people in Adelaide excuses not to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah good idea. Tickets on the door are 150 bucks. <laughs> so don't sleep on it, you idiots. You goddamn idiots. And then, of course, Sydney, November the 22nd at the Roxby Hotel. Already selling very well. Selling like the opposite of Adelaide. Mm, yeah. In many ways, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, guys, uh, partake of all those things. Come buy some tickets. Come say hi to us out there in the real world. Enjoy today's episode. Support our sponsors. Yeah, and we'll see you out there. See you, mates. <laughs> Hey mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chan. G'day dickhead. I feel like up the start of the show is probably a good time to do a bit of feedback that we've gotten from sure. listeners during the week. Oh, I'm sure it'll be all positive. <laughs> it actually is. I know you've seen this one. This is, I, oh. think, I think this is the best piece of correspondence we've ever gotten. Right. This is a tweet that came in during the week to at Dum Dum Club. From a guy called Dale Rogers. You fuckers are literally so funny, I didn't even hear someone break into my house last night and steal my shit. <laughs> you suck, you funny fucks. So, well, if that's the best piece of feedback we've had, <laughs> 
that just shows the rotten usual feedback we get. That so, someone's had their house robbed and we think that's a good thing. But I think the feedback here is like any common thieves that are listening, just fi- if you know someone who's into this program, yeah. you know, just wait until Wednesday when an episode comes out. They'll be having such a good bloody laugh that you'll be able to just sneak in. Oh, that reminds me. I've sent out all those T-shirts on sale with my house address on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah? No, good yeah, idea. Because you do listen to this, to this show. You listen to your own work and you're just pissing yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, today on the show, uh, two very special guests that we're very excited about having in. First of all, you know him from The Project and from It's a Date. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum oh, Club, Peter Hellier. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I should apologise. Uh, I nominated the place where we are to meet to do the Dum Dum Club today. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's not giving away any, any, any secrets or, or magic of the podcast. Uh, and then I was about half an hour late. So I, <laughs> it was a power play because yeah. basically I passed about – Five or six billboards with our other guests on it, and I thought, "No, nah, bugger this! I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna just do a little power play here." So uh, I slowed up, pulled over, got some mackers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's very nice of you to welcome us into the Scientology Centre today. So I really <laughs> appreciate you putting in a word, getting us in here. It's, it's funny because just before we started recording, we said, "Oh well, you know, at least you guys are more professional than Dave O'Neill." Doesn't sound like it now. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds exactly like funny, Dave O'Neill. I pulled over because I saw Dave on the side of the road as well. So I'm not sure what power play he was pulling. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us, you know him as one half of Hamish and Andy. Please welcome first time into the Dum Dum Club, Andy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine there's some hazing that happens first time in. <laughs> yeah, well, that was it. We get the second guest to not rock up for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah Carl, get the paddle out. Here we go. Yeah, you got stuck talking us for an extra half an hour. That's that's now, your initiation. That's fine. That was off the off the record stuff. Yeah. Um, hey, but speaking of my house got robbed. I just oh. heard, yeah, oh. about, about your listener over there. But my house got robbed during the Logies. So if you're ever going to know someone's not at home... Yeah, Hamish and I were at the Logies. Yeah, my house got oh, completely wow. cleaned out. They, Cat burglaries, what? night of nights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Collingwood footballer this year, Jonathan Marsh, who played his first game and he's uh, West Australian and his family, I think, robbed house him. got robbed because they knew that they were going over for the game. Right, so they're yeah. pretty, they're crafty that's bugs a, these that's days. That's a very English Premier League thing. When they know that teams are going away, like overseas for a, for a uh, European Cup gig or whatever, yeah. they'll ransack the house. But, I mean, that's the good thing about <laughs> me and Tommy. We've <laughs> Never got anything to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay home, protected here. Yeah. Well, in my case, I have nothing of any value that's worth oh, stealing. The perfect plan. <laughs> well, a similar thing happened. Um, this is back in the day um, for, for AFL fans out there. Um, at Carlton, there were two guys that, that came on board. I think probably mid nineties called Carl Norman and Lawrence Angwin. I'm not yes. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. The bad yeah. boys of AFL. The bad boys of AFL. Yeah. Carl Norman's first game. His house got robbed mm. by Lawrence Angwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then Carl only found out. I bumped into Carl at a wedding just recently. I was like, oh, my God, I think you're one of the bad boys of Carlton Football. Yeah. And I got the story out of him. He's like, yeah, I, he only found out that his house got robbed by Lawrence when he went to try and get his uh, find a car. And he was like, oh, there's a similar one and went out to this dealership. And the girl's gone, oh, yeah, a Carlton football player uh, sold this to me. (laughs) And then got identified, yeah. Wow. So Angwin's also signing autographs and probably wearing his Carlton jumper (laughs) down to the dealership as well. (laughs) (laughs) Man, what's he doing now? That's Carl Norman, he plays in the uh, country leagues. Apparently he's still kicking a ton of goals. Oh, yeah, talent. Uh, For many things, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) Domania is one of them. Um, Yeah. 
got the money of stealing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man, Jesus. I like that the two bad boys of AFL and one of them's just had to go that little bit further just to <laughs> yeah, prove yeah. that he's the king bad boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was he stealing dude. shit out of people's lockers as well? There was, I mean, there was all... <laughs> Here's another, I'm going to say allegedly for this one, because, yeah. um, but uh, apparently as well, Carl and Lawrence used to live together. Right. right? And the first year, Carl... Um, Thought something was a bit weird, but on, on Carl's birthday, he got home and Lawrence got, oh, man, sorry, I, I opened all the mail. I just thought it was for me and I've opened the mail. And Easy mistake to make. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, it doesn't have anyone's name on it. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm really sorry and, he, and, and here's my mail. And Carl's like, no, no sweat, no dramas. A year later, the mistake hasn't happened for an entire year, 365 days. A year later, same day birthday, Lawrence got, mate, I'm so sorry. I've, oh. I've opened your mail oh. today. And Carl's looked at the cards and gone, oh, I do normally get 20 bucks from my grandma, <laughs> 50 bucks from my mum and dad. Made a few calls and that's what he'd been up to. Oh, no. Allegedly. Wow. <laughs> Allegedly. Wow, that's that's grim. Just sweating on it 365 days to score 20 bucks. <laughs> and is, is that how is that why Carlton got done on the salary cap? Because that, <laughs> that wasn't included in there? <laughs> oh, wow. Because I once had a housemate. I'm not sure if I've told this on the show before. When I used to live in Ballarat, Clang, I know we've all got stuff going on, but yes, I did live in central Victoria. Uh, I once had a housemate move out because... We'd gotten mail and it was very early back. Remember when like uh, – uh, well, not shopper dockers but those voucher books would come out oh, in the yeah, mail? Yeah, yeah. So I think basically we got sent Ballarat's first voucher book. All right. And my housemate was that dumb. He got that in the mail and went, this is worth like $8,000 in savings. <laughs> got it and went, no, nothing in the mail today, guys, and moved out the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was worth his while. <laughs> Moved out and had like, oh mate, I'm earning, you know, I'm saving sixty bucks on a spare tire yeah. down the road, straight down to KFC to get a dollar off a zinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, awesome. him. got him. And Moved, got him a beauty. Straight off to Mexico with yeah. the savings. <laughs> <laughs> I better flee the country. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five bucks off a Kentucky tour, so I took off there. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, speaking of that, because we we brought you up on the podcast, or specifically I did, Andy, a couple of weeks ago, because and you'll hopefully you'll remember this, mm. but you. I was walking down the street and, I, and you pulled over the, out the front of my house a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know it was your house, but yeah, I, yes. I thought you were... <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought you were on holidays and he was, he, he was staking it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. I saw you and I thought maybe you were waiting for a cab or the tram or something. Yeah, yeah. Probably the tram more likely. Probably the yeah. tram. <laughs> and I, I pulled over to see whether you needed a lift somewhere. I know, and but that was a beautiful thing because as I've talked about on the show many times, that road, for whatever reason, I just get relentless abuse on Riversdale Road. So when you pulled over, I was like, I'm going to fucking cop it right now. Why? And why then, do you think you're getting abuse? I don't know. I, look, I Is don't it know a Channel why. 10 hat you're wearing at the moment? <laughs> I'm wearing a Channel we 10 hat. We get it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of uh, seven and nine people yelling at me. But yeah. No, for some reason, I don't know why I just get <clears> yelled at on that road. So I'm just getting so much abuse here that... Mm. I hear you yell out and I'm like – and I see the car pull over and I'm like, well, to be fair, this is a better quality of person that's going to abuse me because this is quite a nice car at the moment. And then you wind down the window and I'm like – What, do they normally pull over to abuse No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But to be honest, when you pulled over and wind down the window, I go, well, this is not going to be good but I've got nothing much to talk about on the podcast this way. So, all right, let's cop it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And then you're there and I'm like – Oh, this is weird. Like this is how this is how used to the, the bad behaviour of our fan of our listeners mm. is that uh, uh, I'm like, okay, I'll cop it, I'll cop it, mm. and then you go, oh hey, do you want to ride? I'm like thrown. I'm like, oh, positivity. Yeah. I I did not expect <laughs> this. 
generosity. I am thrown and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, and plus, you know, I've, I've only met you like maybe once or twice. I've been so here once, yeah. Yeah, you're like, hey, Carl. I'm like, how the fuck does this guy know my name? What's going on? And also, for context, you were on your way to go and do the podcast that day. Yes. Like, this happened on your way in. Yeah, right. So, Carl comes in just more flummoxed than I've ever seen anyone before. Yeah. Just Bewildered at what was going on. Yeah, I'm probably like, shows how little, how much time, spare time I have that I can, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. I can pull over for bare acquaintances. Not for this. Bendigo. Yeah. One time I was driving along and I I saw um um uh, yeah American U.S. Open champion Sam Stoza on the side no. of the road and I similarly. Oh, so the day wasn't. As good for you when you saw me. Yeah, <laughs> Similarly, I, th- I saw her nervously and I was trying to hail cabs. I thought, oh, gee, gee, I'm not doing anything. I'll see if she wants a lift. Yeah. And so I, I pulled over and I was like, oh, Sam, how you going? And she goes, oh, Andy, how you going? And I said, do you want to lift somewhere? It looks like you – she goes, yeah, I'm running so late for dinner. I was like, yeah, no problem. And, and she jumped in and I was driving and I was hoping you – know, she was at the, uh, the tennis centre. So I was hoping somewhere like Richmond or something. <laughs> and she's gone – and it was about 6.15 – and she's gone, I go, yeah, cool, whereabouts is the dinner? And she said, oh, Preston. Now, turning left into Punt Road when you're going from the tennis centre, it's just bumper to bumper traffic. Yep. And I hadn't really, you know, pre-planned an hour of small talk with her. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was asking her at about the 40-minute mark how she gets enough spit on her kicks <laughs> Um, I, and I, I suppose at that point I, I, I live in Richmond, so I've gone past my house. And what street? <laughs> <laughs> Just for when the next Logies comes back. Um, you, you cannot have predicted that she was going to Preston. No. I, I, I would have thought Casino, yes, uh, exactly. somewhere, yeah. that's where they all go. Yeah. Uh, that's on her before Preston. she gets in to go, just so you know, yeah. I'm going... You know, I'm going to Preston. Yeah, I'm going yeah. and just so you know. Well, exactly. Or I should have done that cabbie thing where I wind down the window just five centimetres and go, <laughs> where are you going, mate? <laughs> oh, no, I've just knocked off. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry. It's changed over time. <laughs> so this seems like a pretty regular thing for you, just offering people lifts. Is that <laughs> – Did you – hang on. Did you invent Uber? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're going to transition into once radio wraps up? Um, Put a GoPro yeah. camera in your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I mean, they're probably the only – only two times I've done it, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I suppose it does represent how little uh, little care I have or little to do after I finish work. Hamish and Andy's gap here, punt road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, you guys giving lifts up and back. I'd watch that. Well, this is actually the, actually now I, I don't think you will remember this. The first time I ever did meet you, Andy, was about seven eight years ago. I did a comedy competition as we've all done early on. Pete, yeah. did you do comedy competitions? Yeah, I did raw. Is it raw? raw? Yeah, raw comedy. And I every year they kind of in in, in the book they say um, they go through the people who you know won, like one raw or done well in raw, and they mention me. But I didn't never made it through to the national finals. I did it twice. Mm. Did it the first year, missed out to some really good comedians, Damien Callan, Adam Richard, um, a couple of others. And then not the on, not year, on the project though. But then, <laughs> on the project, doing okay. Um, and then the second year, I like. I just stormed. I had a great gig and then I didn't make it through and I was a bit devastated. And then I was told later on that I wasn't considered raw enough anymore 
Yeah. I thought, what the fuck did you let me do it? Yeah. Uh, and that, this might have been something that is yeah, said. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I, may, yeah. I may not have been in the top You're whatever. You're medium rare. But yeah, but I was, I was getting paid gigs. I was doing the cheese shop at that time, which yeah. back then was a reasonable thing to be doing. So I kind of made sense a little bit but I was always pissed off I never played the town hall because when you're coming through you see the town hall totally. you just yeah. want to do that big gig. and I've got the same stories like I could sit here I'm sure we could turn these mics off and have a bitter hour conversation each as to who we were better than in each <laughs> who the judges were and how they didn't know shit yeah. and all that sort of stuff but it's funny how you hold on to that sort of yeah, stuff yeah, 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 totally. I'm, I'm is it funny? <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm shaking in the fetal position now but, was, uh... but I well, like that they always say oh look you know, it doesn't matter if you don't win because you know what? Pete Helly or, or Rove or Husey, they never made it through, you know. And I always think that just sort of makes it sound like you're running a bit of a shit gig. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets more Get judges. judges. <laughs> ha- Hamish and my first ever radio Who? demo for Sin <laughs> FM student. Hamish. Blake, oh, yeah, right. okay, yeah, okay, yeah, for yeah. CNFM, the Student Youth Network on RMIT TV. Yeah. Year twelves get a slot. We, our first demo was rejected. We didn't get a slot on <laughs> CNFM. Wow! wow. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I did community radio for Plenty Valley FM. Okay, Clang. And I, um, and my, we, I did like a course, like which was kind of partly kind of government funded, and, and it was to do this radio station. And I did a thing uh, with a mate of mine, James Brasher, one of the funniest guys who's never been involved with comedy. I know, and. Uh, and we did a show called, um, I think it was called Friday Morning Magazine. All the shows, it's like Monday Morning Magazine, Tuesday Morning Magazine. That's, yeah. what, that's what the show was called. We did a Friday. And then we wanted to get, I think we wanted to do all five. They, they were, I think they were putting it up there to do it all five. And I became program director. Oh, okay. Wow. Program director. And I still missed out. I'm the, <laughs> the only reason I became program, I forgot to go to the meeting. And I guess so they gave it to I gave it to my sister. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Awkward. But anyway, Carl, you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, so, it's like uh, community radio version of the Packers. Kelly is running the shop down there. <laughs> no, so I, I did meet you very, very briefly at a comedy competition. It was out uh, in Maribyrnong. Yes. They, they had a, a yearly competition. They used to have one out there for a couple of years at the uh, Anglers Tavern. Yes. Big comedy competition. So we, you'd go into a heat and then everyone got put into a final. Yep. I don't know whether you ever did that, Pete. He- no, I, 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 either headlined or I. Yeah, yeah. MC or something, yeah. Yes. Um, so I went and did that one year and we got to the final and it was like, oh, great. Because when you start, the comedy competitions are awesome because it's always like people bring their friends. It's always a massive, big yep. vibe and huge, whatever. So it's great and there's prizes and whatever. And they on this one, they would have a celebrity panel, yourself included. There was a bunch of other people from Channel 9 and Channel 7, the Herald Sun, sort of stuff like that. And so he's also driving all the contestants out there. Chauffeur slash judge. So we go in there and uh, it's a great gig. It's like packed and, um, you know, it feels really cool that, that you guys are there and there's a huge crowd and it's a really good gig i you know i storm it have a great one uh and the good thing is with those comedy competitions usually it's sort of voted by the crowd and you don't you never know what's going to happen but because you've got the judges it's like all oh, right these guys know what they're doing and whatever um so i have this great gig everyone else has okay gigs i'm like i'm leading this thing yeah. i'm on the top of the leaderboard here then this guy that we've never no one's ever heard of sort of walks in and it, all the comedians are like We've never seen this guy before. I start doing the intel on him. It's like, oh, it's some guy that just turned up at the, at the cricket club a few weeks ago and he's, he's from the West Indies and uh, comes over and reckons he can tell a few jokes. So he gets up there and just like destroys <laughs> with 
11 jokes about how big his dick is <laughs> because he's from the West Indies. And I'm like going, but this is fine. This is all good for the crowd. But, you know, we got the judges. So I think I'm, you know, I've got these well-honed crafted, crafted jokes. So I think I'm sitting pretty... Sitting pretty here, so we get up well, there. I don't know about you guys, but I have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> this time. Colour me stumped. Anyway, I won. What else is going on? <laughs> no, so Justice then, prevailed. I oh, know. So then I get up there. It's like, here's a, here's a winner and runner-up. Runner-up, Carl Chandler. Winner, Brian Lara, or whoever this yeah, guy is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Was it Brian Lara? Was it actually Brian Lara? <laughs> no, it wasn't Brian Lara. It was overawed. It wasn't Brian Lara. But I'm like, oh, no. Okay, all right. So at least I got second prize. So they go, first prize for this guy. $3,000. Awesome. Second prize. Get up here, Carl Chandler. No worries. Here's a sick pack of Red Bull. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a bit of a step off. Uh, okay. Not, even so not, not only can you, you do not win, but you have to stay up all night after you have it and think about why you didn't win. <laughs> and they weren't even cold. So, <laughs> so that was the thing. So I walk around going, okay, well, you know, to be fair, he did get the most laughs. All right. But then you hang around all the rest of the night because it's still a night of comedy. And then you, uh, I eventually run into all the judges. So I run into you and yep. I met you and you're lovely and you go, Oh look, mate! You know, bad luck on that. Like I voted for you, so you Which know. What, what do you yeah, what do? You yeah. do? I wasn't just doing it's that to his face. That's a good tactic. It's a good tactic. Yeah. What do you? What do you <laughs> <laughs> I said the same to the West Indian. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I then proceeded to. I'm thinking. Oh great, Andy. Oh, awesome. He he voted for me. I then proceeded to run into every other judge. You go. Bad luck, mate. I voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> By the end, I'm I'm going. Oh, I feel sorry for this West Indian. West Indian. Like no one voted for him. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> hang on. He won it. So yeah. yeah, I'm running into the like you know. Uh, uh, who's the guy? I uh, looked Darcy. Who's the yeah. Yeah, he owned the angle, isn't I, it? owns the place. And he comes up and goes, Ah, oh, sorry, mate. I, vo- I voted for you. I'm like, No, you didn't. <laughs> You're a huge footy player. You did vote for the guy with, a jo- with 11 jokes about how big his dick is. I'm sorry, but you did actually vote for that. Yeah, meanwhile, he's like going, Red Bull gives you wings so you can fly off into another profession, you fucking have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do, I did feel like, Hamish and I felt like giant phonies when we go to stand up gigs to, to, to judge comedy anyway in that situation because stand-up's a very different craft to what you guys do is a very different craft to what, what we do. Haim and I, um, particularly myself, we're not very good stand-ups. You, know, you guys started out doing some live stuff, didn't we did you? Sta- like, yeah, we did. And, and then Haim and I hate saying the same thing twice. Just, right. So we would try and write a whole new thing <laughs> for the next show and the next right. show. Right, <laughs> okay. Um, which you guys would know is, is suicide. It's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we are massive hacks. Let's yeah. make that clear. So we'd go out and just be tr- just fresh, you know, fresh stuff. And and um, also, you, when you were doing a double act, if you can call it that, there's times where you can sit down and you, if you put time into it, you can hone a great back and forth. And I think you can get away with a lesser a form because you can bounce off mm. each other. But if you haven't put the time in, it turns into just, uh, all right, you just do a bit and then I'll nod along and then I'll do a bit. And, 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 and that particular night, I think we performed or we did another one out in the Anglers and it was that we got out there, we hadn't really thought of anything. So I was like, I'll just say a few jokes, then you say a few jokes and we'll both just look at each other. It was the worst thing. <laughs> I think we probably stopped after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, no, because you actually did a fundraiser like one time because we used to do uh, the community TV show Studio A yeah. and uh, uh, we had a bunch of people come along and do fundraiser. And you guys headlined one night and it was that thing where we were like oh we didn't know they were stand up so we're going there with our best five because there's 600 people there and we're like oh and you guys waltz out and do an hour 10 of just making stuff up and people are just climbing on the roof going this is the best and we're like oh how are we going to follow this, this, is, this is why were they climbing on the roof why, 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 why? we release spiders <laughs> 
snakes. They, sorry, the five minutes of their routine was they set up a fire. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't you do that when you're really enjoying something? Like, yeah, if I get the stepladder out, <laughs> Rowan Atkinson's done it again. Sometimes halfway during sex, I just leave and jump on the roof. I'm like, where are you going? Oh, this is so good. It's so good, sweetie. I'm on the roof. Like, it's funny what you say about trying to do, like, a, a brand new set. Every time you perform, mm. like I'm currently sitting around trying to work out, is there any way of me salvaging my Tony Abbott gear that I've had for nearly, <laughs> yeah. for nearly two years now? That's a genuine concern <laughs> in my life at the moment. Like, fuck, I can't let it go. Yeah, <laughs> it's all I've got. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you going now. How do I start this? Remember Tony Abbott, <laughs> and we're back in, and we're in. You guys remember how he was fucked, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He ate an onion for fuck's sake. Um, getting back to comedy competitions, this seems like it's going to be a the- the theme of at least the first half of the show. We, when I was at Today FM with Judith Lucy, we we did a big like Australian Idol because that was the big show at the time, but called Comedy Idol. See what we did, and uh, <laughs> ran at the Comedy Store, and the prize was fifty grand. Oh, wow! Yeah, and so you know, like people. Come Came, ended up coming from not just uh, Sydney, but you know, hang from, on, second from prize slab of red bull. Slab of red bull. We up the ante, <laughs> and it was interesting. Seinfeld flew out for this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big prize. Yeah, Louis C.K. won it. Um, no. um, and so we had a panel, me and Jude were always on it. And then I guess I know Rove did it once, and, and you know, and, and no doubt some others who I've forgotten. But um, and uh, it was interesting because it ran for about four weeks, and. Um, and Matt O'Kine was uh, got through to the final, and he was like clearly one of the slickest there. And um, but we gave it to this guy who was just like we thought was just the most interesting comic in the room. Like as far as he was a bit of an we idiot. Get, he so had a big dick. He, he, had, a big, he had a big dick. He was Jamaica. <laughs> Brian Lara was his name. No, he wasn't Brian. It was Richie Richardson. Um, uh, and uh, and we kind of thought he was a bit of an idiot savant and he just had this really weird kind of take. Everyone else was a little bit similar, you know, with, with, you know as often we are when we're, we're starting out. We're, sure. we're doing the, the classic stuff and and, uh, and topics. And he was just really interesting. So we gave we gave him that, $50,000. He was quite a shy guy, and 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 the big f- prize, and the fun. Oh no, prize. it's mad. The f- and the and the and and we announced it, and then the next morning we announced it in the morning. And I remember getting back. We we're going to have lunch with all the finalists that day. Um, and I went back to my hotel. Hang room. on, I you had lunch with all of them after you've announced it? Yeah, after afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a great vibe! No, nobody turned up. <laughs> oh, one guy did. He won fifty thousand dollars. So, Pete, uh, the bills on you, yeah? You yeah. fucking animal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, everyone was really good about it, but I got a call from uh, one of the the guys high up at Osteria, and it's the only time I think in my career I've been screamed at because oh. what they were kind of thinking is well, well we'll give it to somebody who can then become a bit of a star of the station uh, as well like a, yeah, you know, yeah, but that was it. never expressed to us it was yeah. just like we're doing this thing and I mean you were really kind of pure and honest about we're looking for a stand up comedian here yeah. we're looking for the guy who is, is the most interesting and, and the funniest and, and, yeah. and all those things and so we gave it to that guy and he just tore shreds and I, it's the only like I think it's the only real like yelling match I've been yeah, right. been involved with it was over the phone, and um, yeah. But Matt O'Kine was one was one of those guys, and like they had said, okay, we want somebody who's also yeah, obviously funny, but someone who can talk oh, you yeah. know, and become our sports yeah. reporter or become our you know guy on the field. Then Matt would have probably been the guy. Yeah, who's totally. the gu- who's the guy that won it? Is he still around? No idea. He, he, he took his fifty thousand dollars and he went yeah. to Mexico. <laughs> wow. He went to Mexico. Yeah. Like, never <laughs> moved out of Chapman's that, house. That's the one yeah. disappointing thing about it, to be honest. Like, if he had gone on become. 
you know, yeah. something or someone yeah. in the comedy industry and gave a bit back. Yeah. Um, you could ring that, that, that program yeah, director yeah, back up I, and say, I told you so. But. I, I completely forget his name. It just gave him an unrealistic sense of what stand-up comedy would be like in the future, to be honest. So, like, he yeah. got the absolute best. 50 grand. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and Jacques... Basso's never earned that much in his career. Mm. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Says the guy wearing the Channel 10 hat. Uh, <laughs> Picking well, up three clothes wherever you can. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time, though... That... Jacques Barrett was also uh, in, in that as well. Right, right. right. Um, yep. It's not the first time that the radio station's accidentally given away money to the wrong person. I've got to, I love this story so much. But remember when... When those cash machines came, became a fad, with where you blow the money around, oh, you yeah. have to grab. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You have to grab all you could. Yeah, totally. Um, there was the for Today FM in Sydney. There was the Today FM tornado. <laughs> I think this, were you on the station? At some, the Today FM tornado. It might have been. Yeah, I think it was like 2004 or something. Anyway, the Today FM tornado was driving round and it would stop and then people would get in the cash machine. And the, and the idea for these machines is the, the air's blowing so hard in your face <laughs> and you, you can't really see it. And so people uh, are trying to grab the money. The, she's in there for a time with this lady and the, the air just stopped and all these $100 notes are just slapped against the sides and stuck there. Oh. And she started just grabbing them. And she had this good, a good method. Yep. And they were hoping to run this contest for, for weeks. <laughs> Day two, <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> this lady made away with thousands. Wow. And they had to pull the whole competition. Oh, wow. Because anytime you do a competition, there's, there's really strict terms and conditions. Yes. That where, I, mean, I think Akmal like, gave away on Nova. Yep. Sydney gave away shitloads. Like it might have been a million dollars. Like because he said he kind of joked, oh, "Whoever ring up now and we'll give you a million dollars." And like if if you can answer this, and somebody rang up and I answered it, they fucking got to give them the million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you're someone who's like coming up with the secret sounds, like if you're making them and then it gets cracked within a day, are you getting in heaps of shit? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. A no. stapler? What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was another competition in. Um, in Perth, can't remember whether it was radio or TV, but it was when the it was you got a shovel right, and there was so many gold coins, and you got to shovel your gold coins into a wheelbarrow, and the amount of gold coins you you shoveled into the wheelbarrow <laughs> was what you um, were allowed to keep. I love the, I love those hugely visual tricks for radio <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the the trick was that they'd give you the shovel was a, essentially the kind of uh, apparatus you'd use to get a, a a pizza out of a pizza oven. It was so oh, yeah, flat, flat, yeah, and, right. <laughs> and impossible to hold any of these coins. The street team guy that's setting up this competition had forgotten the flat pan thing and just gone, oh, I'll go buy a shovel from like, <laughs> oh. I'll go buy a shovel from Bunnings and has come back and this person's <laughs> shoveling thousands of dollars in every time. But yeah, again, they had to give it away. <laughs> oh, man. I'd love them to bring that the cash tornado, but do it with coins. So people just <laughs> get like really badly injured, just like bruises all over their face and to walk away with about ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All embedded in their heads. Just cut everywhere. <laughs> but I, it's like that. I love how like you've got to humiliate yourself to get this stuff. Like your flat pan shovel, and you're picking up coins and stuff. It like reminds me. Yeah, of pretty my, humiliating. Well, well, it makes you look pretty stupid if you can't do it, and all for coins and stuff. Like yeah. my mates used to get this homeless guy in Maribor to star jump 
for a free cigarette. And it sounds about on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> like that might be what, what Osteria pick up next. <laughs> well, yeah. Tommy, Tommy Gleisner told me uh, and the D-Gen guys, when they had their radio show on Triple M, they had this idea called the Golden Mile. And what they wanted to do was they'd worked out exactly how much money they would raise if people came down and donated putting uh, a coin alongside each other, a line of, of, of dollar coins that went for a mile. Amazing visual, you know, back to back to back, dollar coins the whole way. People just didn't really get into it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they realised as well very quickly that back to back to back for a mile is going to take forever and that's a lot of coins. Yeah. And they had security the whole way. So then to, to, to make it appear all right, they, which they're probably paying, you know, 20 bucks an hour to guard, to, to guard around 30 coins. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they realised that they're not going to get anywhere near it. So they started spacing the coins out a metre apart. Right, right, to try and at least security. reach yeah. the reach the mile. So Tommy told me at one point the security guard literally guarding five bucks as <laughs> 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 it's spaced all the way down for the mile. But it, it comes back to these people that have these amazing ideas. Like, yeah, that will look amazing if we get people to participate. But yeah. you definitely need people participating. I love yeah. I love something when it's like not quite going right, and then the contingency plans start coming. It's like, oh, yeah. at what point are you just going? Just shut it down. Yeah, this isn't worth it. Yeah, just well, admit that this has been a bust. We're in the middle of one of those it happened last night on the radio where we're like let's put on this hilarious horse race in the country and the idea we had was i'm sick of you know the melbourne cup just running with elite horses you know any horse can come you know it can be a shetland a donkey open mic horse racing (laughs) (laughs) exactly but we'll get them to do a lap and see how fast they are and then do a staggered start so like the stall gift yeah and two guys in a horse suit if you want and then and we'll have them all run and they catch each other. And kind of like the Grand Prix where the, you know, the, the, the cars and then the race, <laughs> then the Super, uh, the V8 and then the, the um, uh, Formula One car follows them. Yesterday on the show, this person rang up who knows horses more than we do and has just gone, horses don't get along with each other. Like, <laughs> like that will freak them out entirely. They won't run. They'll probably trample on each other. They'll trample yeah. crowd. Like the, 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 the two guys in the suit are going to be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> They stand no chance. <laughs> so we're like, oh, we're like, oh, that's just one opinion. You know, 13, 10, 60, call up, give us some positive news. Not a single person said it would work, but we've booked in the track. We've booked in. <laughs> wow. we're booked in. So this afternoon on the show, um, I'm not sure when this goes up, but uh, yeah. In six years' time. In six so. years' time. <laughs> but we're, we've overnight been going, okay, what do we do? <laughs> but it's heaps more fun diving into ideas and then trying to work them out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, the, the, I'm sure you've heard of the. Have you heard of the celebrity sperm idea? Oh, yes. That was, uh, was pitched. That, to, that was pitched to myself. Well, not my idea. No, it was pitched to myself <laughs> and Judith Lucy again uh, back up today <laughs> FM in Sydney. Do you where, go, do you know this one? Oh, I've heard. Jude, Jude spoke. I reckon spoke I can kind of work out bits of it yeah. from the title. <laughs> Jude spoke about it live uh, in, in her show, uh, her post radio show, uh, live show. Um, but so what it, what it was, uh, they decided we needed a bit of a noisemaker. Uh, you know, they so call it a noise. That's an issue term, right, a noisemaker. Right. Yeah. Um, shake things up a bit. And somebody, uh, we were calling to the, it was actually in the studio, and that, that, you know, it was after the post show. Uh, some of our producers came in, and um, not the producers who necessarily look after like day to day stuff, but the more the, the, the program directors and stuff. Yep. And they uh, had come up with an idea called Celebrity Sperm, which was, um, they said, okay, this is how it's going to work. Um, I remember Australian Idol was big at the time. He goes, so, just like Guy Sebastian gives us some, some sperm. 
and uh, <laughs> we haven't worked out the mechanics or you know exactly how to do it. But uh, a listener rings up, and they basically can win Guy Sebastian's sperm, but they have to impregnate themselves oh. with Guy Sebastian's yeah. sperm. I like it. Uh, and we say, we say, well, are you saying that somebody's going to have Guy Sebastian's child? <laughs> <laughs> is that a radio contest? And I said, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a noisemaker. Remember, it's a noisemaker. It certainly is. I said, you know, Guy Sebastian's like a, 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 he's religious or he's um, a, the Christian, he's person. a virgin. And at the time, he was like a, you know, yeah. was, oh, uh, yes. the big thing was he was a virgin. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and they got, they kind of credit shit as if, as if that was like the one thing holding. They go, well, it doesn't have to be Guy Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like Shannon Noel. Shannon Noel's married. What are you, what are you guys doing? Guy like Sebastian it. becomes Virgin Mary because he's got a kid without yeah. having sex. <laughs> Yeah. I love you caveat at the start. And remember, Australian Idol was big at the time. Like, that makes it not weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were, it was a different time, you know. We were all caught up in the mania. <laughs> Everyone wanted Guy Sebastian's kid back then. They were genuinely shocked that we were like, we're not even considering it. Like, we wow. thought it was a joke. We kind of thought, yeah. are there are the mics on? Like, you're to me, we're in a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are sure. the mic, they're recording this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to, you know, it's going to be part, you know, they'll say, hey, you, you can play this tomorrow. But no, they weren't. Yeah. I wish it had gone far enough to, to have the meeting where they pitched that to Guy and or Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, sit in a room and go, now, here's what we need you to do. <laughs> like, what's in it for them? Like, are they getting some big kickback or... or, or well, I mean, I, I, well, I, I suppose, a, you know, we'd pay kid, Guy if I, was, if I was there and I was at the program director. i go, okay, we have to work out a, 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 some money for Guy and or Contra. Where we can, <laughs> <laughs> you, you will get unlimited ads uh, for your upcoming tour. Yeah. Uh, Angels, um, what we brought us if, here to If you're not bringing out um, a, a single at the time, we'll. Uh, if you've got a garage sale, we'll put an ad on for that. <laughs> <laughs> Today, FM owned the kid, so as soon as he's old enough to get his license, he's driving the black thunders. Yeah, yeah. Then we working up through the ranks. We get him doing some late night shifts. Then eventually, he's doing breakfast. That's probably it. Was probably all because they were pissed off they didn't get a new talent through your comedy competition. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll make. Our own. You owe us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's crazy, Pete, is like if that was pitched to Kyle and Jack at the time, mm. like that wouldn't have been the same filter. And I'm not having a go at Kyle and Jack Yo, but I'm just saying for their type of show, that was exactly the type of thing that they'd be well, up it, there. Early. To be absolutely honest, it probably sums up the reason why my Jude and myself didn't quite work at that with that station at, yeah. that, at that time. At that time like yeah. They they really wanted you know us yeah. to do some pretty shocking stuff. That was certainly the you know the, the most shocking of it, um, and Kyle and Jack were just like, "Yep, we'll yeah. do it." Having you said know? that, we are happy to give out our sperm on I, the show. Abs- yeah. I was just thinking yeah. that I'll yeah. absolutely do it. If Dilruk Jai Singer wants to send in a little cup, we can yeah. auction it off to a listener. Yeah. None <laughs> of yours guys swim fast enough to actually impregnate a woman. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, win-win. All right, good. <laughs> oh man, That's, yeah. We should actually let's let's try and think up a uh, let's let's get a noisemaker going. Yeah, Tom. I want to do a dumb competition. We have we don't really have much funds to give away, but yeah, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, we we got sperm. We got we got. <laughs> Big play. I, I um I had a penis operation. Oh, um, cool. and so I had to. I went and I've frozen hang, my sperm before the operation. Was this an Osteria stunt as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. We, we actually we, we, when I was with Myth Factory, we yeah. had uh, Myth Warhurst uh, at Triple M. We did a, a thing where our newsreader Huey had a live vasectomy. Really? Whilst he read. Oh. Read the news. Wow. Yeah. There's so much genital-based stuff going on <laughs> yeah. on this radio when people have kids in the car. You know, you know, you know what's funny about it? Like, it barely it, – it didn't make any noise. Like, it's yeah. like this, <laughs> poor, this poor guy, you know, we made, you know, do a vasectomy. He was a great guy. Uh, Hang on, did this double up as the secret sound? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to get the most out of it. So, so did you guys go into? Was he? Was it across to a hospital? Or was it a second done in the studio? No, it was cross. It was cross to a, a hospital. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or, or some kind of clinic. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he read the news, and he bet he read it. You know, there's a little bit of. And that was. And that was and that was about what it. What were the headlines that day? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't actually. Um, oh, I should have got the weatherman to do it from the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, been... the, the point I was going to say is like, I, I had to give sperm and... and yes, uh, what, what, we're about. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Andy's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you can... They, they prefer you to go and do it in at the, the sperm donation place, um, which is the terrible, the worst place to wank. I'm not sure right. if you guys have uh-huh. gone, gone there. I'm going to give you a few options. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's changer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, though, it's like you walk into a room, Lionel floor, there's no carpet or anything. There's a thought about it. <laughs> a pleather couch. There was a, uh, a TV with VHS tapes, right? <laughs> so it was, it was VHS tapes. And this is only, you know, what, eight years ago. This actually sounds like the room they put you up in if you go and do stand-up in Brisbane. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of dirty VHS tapes, a lot of wanking going on. <laughs> and then you, but you walk into this room and all, all you're thinking is so many guys have sat yeah. Yeah. on that couch. Yeah. I've done it and too and it's real weird. Did yeah. you have the thing so you turn the TV on? Because yeah. when I did it, it was a DVD. Right. And it just comes on at the point where the person before you has oh. Yeah, exactly. It finished. <laughs> just right. and a lot of insight into a person that you're never going to meet. Very and and weird. there's a lot of VHS <laughs> fuzz yeah. over, oh, yes. over the better seats. <laughs> you know, like, they've been watched so often. Oh, right. I was going to say, so, what if they uh, just gave you basic instinct and you couldn't get off at all because that one scene, <laughs> you couldn't watch. There's uh-huh. too much. <laughs> they now allow you, if you live within a certain uh, kilometre radius of the donation, you can do it at home and bring it in. Oh. And they encourage you bring to... Bring your sperm to work day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They encourage you, though, to stick it under your armpit oh. on your way in. And drive at the same time. Hang on, in, in, in a bottle. In a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, stick it under your armpit in a bottle and drive, drive it in. And one of my friends was doing that and got pulled over. Oh. By the police for a random breath test, and he was quite fidgety because you have to get it in a certain amount of time, and <laughs> so just like, it's just like speed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so the police officer said, "Excuse me, sir, just a random breath test." He's like, "Yeah, if we can be quick, that'd be great." He's like, "Why? Well, I've got my cum under my arm." <laughs> The old wank bit going on there. <laughs> we go below fifty. This sperm is going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> I did a thing a few years ago. I had to have like a kidney test thing, and they give you this huge bottle that every time you take a piss, you have to piss into this one bottle. Mm. And then I had to take it into this clinic, and my car was being serviced at the time, so I had to get the tram with this like giant three little liter bottle. There's just and the tram's like stopping really abruptly, just slooshing everywhere. You actually look like the most normal person on that tram, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, I got I got a ticket inspector got on. He's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Man, could we just please just get this over with? This is <laughs> real bad." I once took a shit on the tram once. Um, there's no no medical reason. <laughs> just, just 
just trying I to just, fit in. I just, I was bored. I just wanted to liven things up a bit. <laughs> Stuck it under your armpit and yeah, went into the shit clinic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're talking about all these sort of product placement and, and uh, competitions and stuff. We've recently, like, we've never really had sponsorship or anything like that before. So uh, no one's ever, well, to be honest, no one's ever come to us and gone, we like the sound of all of your wank and shit <laughs> t- talk on your show. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, a brand I want yeah, to be aligned. Yeah, yeah. Us, <laughs> I'm the president of UNICEF. If we could get a mention, um, no, there's not been none of that. So I've actually, I've, I'm a little bit obsessed, and by a little bit, I mean a lot bit obsessed with chocolate mousse. And I, this yep. has come up repeatedly on the show. The, the, the dessert chocolate mousse, or the yes. character from Top Secret. Oh yes, no, wow. not him, not him. No, but I do remember him fondly. But, uh, chocolate mousse, yes, and when he glugged uh, kerosene in a scene. I <laughs> um, great movie, Top Secret. Uh, if Shout you want, yeah, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. If you can slip us ten bucks, um, no, chocolate mousse, the, the dessert, the popular. Do you guys dessert. promote a film that was made thirty years ago? <laughs> it's a re-release, surely soon. <laughs> Bell Kilmer can tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so chocolate mousse. Uh, I've mentioned that a lot on the show. I've, I've, I got frustrated. I thought someone surely should be sponsoring us for all the the shares we give chocolate mousse in general. So uh, I hit up a Yellow Mousse Company. Uh, they agreed to sponsor us. I'll make this very clear. They didn't listen to the show first, for and which is why they are good, sponsoring good. us. A blessing yes. in disguise, exactly. Yes. Which is why we do actually have the sponsorship. Oh, they are on the board. They, they are, are on board, board. officially. Oh, congratulations! Officially, as of last. What's the name episode? of the Yellow chocolate, yellow. But, but we should say yellow, and you know they give, you know they're chipping in, so we should make it clear they don't just make mousse. Like their mousse is fantastic, but they make dips, they make all sorts of stuff. I don't think they gave us enough money for us to mention that. Okay. I, I think <laughs> we, we can talk about the dips later. In the future. <laughs> they may or may not make dips. Yeah, yeah you can dip stuff in the chocolate mousse. I think yeah. that's as far as F- I can. Fair go. enough. Oh, look, I'll send this bit to the hummus division and see what we can get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> see if you can get a little bit of corn out of there. So uh, uh, we have, uh, as of last episode, we did talk about that. A lot, and because uh, you know it is integrated into the show, because I actually it's a genuine love of mine. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of feedback this week on social media, yep. on and on, of, of the greatest social media of all. My phone number is out there in the on the internet, so people just text me to say <laughs> people are texting me mid dessert, going, "Yeah, good call, Chando. <laughs> this is not bad." Yeah, getting a lot of uh, picture text messages, a lot of selfies with moose involved, which has been appreciated. Great. Literally at one in the morning, when my girlfriend rolls over and goes, "Who's waking us up?" It's a listener with a picture of a moose. Oh, yeah, I'll just go back to sleep. That sounds normal. <laughs> it's a shame that your phone doesn't have some kind of silent function that you could turn on. Well, anyway. Uh, so, anyway, uh, it, it, there's a lot of action going on for Yellow Moose, so it's, it's a very good decision for Yellow, I think. I mean, apart from that, I've bought three tubs of it myself this week. <laughs> with all the mention, I just keep going, oh, yeah, I should go and get some, despite the fact that they've offered us free moose. But it's like three suburbs away, so I'm not going to drive that. So do guests get free moose to take home or yeah. anything like that? Uh, like like yeah. a, and a bataki ham or something? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 this is the new wide world of sports rebooted. Yeah, yeah. That, by the way, that, that moose that's... Free moose that's three suburbs away. I know someone who can give us a lift if you... Oh, yes! <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Road yeah, trip. Yeah. So someone so texted me last... How come no- your phone number's on the... Yeah. Long story. Uh, not that long. Uh, Tommy Daslow, early on when we didn't have as Tommy many... Tommy put it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have as many listeners back back when, and I did this silly thing where I thought this would be a, a funny little... I thought this would be a noisemaker. Yeah. I, yeah. I said... I just put a poster up in uh, the city, in Melbourne, saying, hey... If you've got anything you think we should talk about on a podcast of ours, 
ring or text me, Tommy, and then put the phone number. And literally I put up six posters in the city and thought this would be funny, didn't mention anything. We get to a, pot, a, a recording of an episode. Obviously we don't have enough talk to I'm talk getting, about. I'm getting text during the week just saying beekeeping. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just from random numbers. Yeah, yeah. So he gets about two or three texts, someone yeah. ringing up going, oh, okay, yeah, maybe you could talk about this gig I'm putting on in Fitzroy or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. He brings up on the show. I laugh and go, sorry, Tommy, I've stitched you up. He goes, you're the worst bloke ever. Hey, everyone, 0438, da 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 Says your number. Says my number out. We think this will be funny. I will get one or two texts. Now, that was a noisemaker. Yes. <laughs> it was a very big noisemaker. So I'm still getting the three years on, three and a half years on. I'm getting more than – we sort of thought, oh, this will last a week. It's just got bigger and bigger. I just get relentless messages, phone numbers. Uh, Hamish did a similar calls. thing to me where – so Hamish always used to joke about giving out my number on the radio show. <laughs> And he goes, yes, Andy's number is 0402. And then I'd go, stop, 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 stop. And he'd, he'd given out the first five digits, right? In, I think, August 2008. In 2014, he went for the same joke but gave out the last. Oh. The last digits, right? And we didn't think anything of it. He, go, he said, oh, Andy's number ends in. And then I got a text about three days later that said, I've worked it out. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> wow. What? And someone had remembered wow. and gone back through all the podcasts five years prior and got the front half and gone to the back half. And that's and the sort of person you want with your phone number two. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. So I got a text message last night. Uh, so there's a lot of people taking pictures of themselves with chocolate mousse, with the yellow mousse, right. uh, and themselves going shopping, chucking in the basket, putting them in their trolley. The whole process. Yeah, right. yeah. The whole how-to chocolate mousse. <laughs> yeah. So last night I get a picture of uh, you know a supermarket shelf uh, with with the mousse up there, and I'm, and they just sent it to me like with no caption, and I look at it and go, oh yeah, cool, they found mousse in there. Hang on, that's my supermarket. And they've figured out where I live, figured out my supermarket where I buy the most <laughs> and then gone and taken a picture of it there. And I'm like, that's actually the spookiest message I've ever got on text. Like, just, yeah, wow. This is where you shop for your moose. I know. But I know where it is. might not have deliberately gone out because you've said there's a lot of people that live around that area who yell at you and abuse you. Yes, So exactly. it could just be someone who lives there anyway. Could yeah. be Andy. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. driving around, had some time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> or at least drop them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, the subject, so the subject of, of endorsement and, and stuff, and, and and product placement is interesting with Andy actually, because I, I got to say when we when I was doing radio, they would come to us and say, and I'm interested to see how you come up with yeah. your stunts, because they they would come to us and say, listen, Coles have some new stuff jobs coming out, we need to do a promotional mechanic, and we would be like, ah, oh, but we just want to tell jokes, and yeah. oh, we don't want to, we don't, this is not why we do radio, and I got to say, the, I think that part of the success of Hamish and Andy is that they've actually gone, no, let's actually embrace this as totally. a notion and actually make it part of the show and be enthusiastic about it, which also means you, make, you keep sponsors happy, but you've actually kind of come up with these incredible things where, I mean, the gravy, the, the chip and, yeah. uh, and all that stuff are, but it's probably a, um, a great example. So what, what is the well, process? That was a reverse, that was a reverse sponsor. Right. We, so we, we started talking about that and we're like, like and just it came up and then the client went out and go, went to Smith and go, hey, they're talking about it a lot. Can you give us some money? Now Smith were nice enough to go, yeah, okay. Yeah. But Smith could have gone, 
Bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> so, to make it clear for people who haven't heard about this is that you invented the gravy-flavoured chip. Yeah. And, and then the Smiths actually turned it into a product off the back yes. of you guys. And then there's a lot of – what's funny about those situations is suddenly something that's really – and it was so much fun the whole time. It came up when I asked Haim, um, what do you think came first, light and tangy the flavour or the name? Do you think the boffins are going, light and tangy, go and create it? Right. Or yeah, they're sure. eating it and going – it's light, yeah. <laughs> but it's also tangy. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and same way they involved, invented salt and vinegar. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and so we, um, and someone rang in and said, "Yeah, we can we can create any flavour," and that's how that kind of journey started. Um, but yeah, it's funny you say that, Pete. Just tiny ideas, chocolate mousse chips, mm. Smiths. If you're listening, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, we. I didn't like how other radio shows sounded, where. They're going along at their normal pace and then suddenly... They give away free sperm. (laughs) (laughs) But suddenly there's a quiz thanks to Masua Sandals. Mm. And that's normally what was the situation. And particularly kind of the shows just before you you guys, I reckon, like the ones like the Tracy and Matts of the world, those... It was very obvious that, okay, here's our sponsor bit. And, yeah, I I, and it would have been our show as well, to be honest. Because like, yeah. there were occasionally ones where we got excited about, but often it was like, this is obviously the bit that we need to kind of you know, sure. yeah. pay the bills. And it was – I didn't like how those sounded. So um, we decided back in the day that let's – they come to us with the, the client and then we'll spend a long fucking time working out something you are excited about. Yeah. Now – while that is annoying and we've got better at it because we now don't even do it on show days. If you've got a show day, you want to plan a show, you're going to be excited about that and you're like, oh, this is, you know, Coles have come up. All right, um, let's find an old guy called Cole and, and – you know, <laughs> <laughs> Let's write that down. Write that down. <laughs> and and oh, heaps of guys called Cole and who's our best Cole of the Coles? Uh, and it was like, yeah, that's good enough. And yeah. then – it comes back in a month's time and you're like, oh, fuck, we're doing the Coles thing. <laughs> we're doing the Colin thing, <laughs> which is really distressing. So we will sit down and, um, and, yeah, and try and find things that we are excited about for that client uh, or that, that um, a brand. But, and then over time your head now goes, okay, I've got a great idea that could fit any brand yeah, or yeah. fit this sort of brand. I'll hold on to that. So when they come through, you're actually doing an idea that you really wanted to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's how we started uh, doing it. And and yeah, look, I, I <laughs> kind of agree with you that it's probably been an advantage for us because um, we keep the, the radio station very happy. Yeah, yeah. They obviously make a lot of money. Yeah. But it also keeps, I reckon, our listeners happy and it keeps us very happy because we get to do stuff we want to do. So you've got these <laughs> ideas <laughs> in your pocket. So it's like, you know, you've, got, you've now got an odd an ad for shoehorns and it's like, great, let's go to Hawaii with shoehorns. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but you can tell you guys are excited and invested in it and it's not just a segment. It's not like coming up, we've got this thing about Mrs. Sandals. It's like, no, this is a narrative yep. that goes over you know, an entire show or entire weeks sometimes. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's, it, that's really, really great. So that's what you've got to do for Yala. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, yeah, you know. we've, we've, we've got it. We've, we've, we've got a first little grown-up I reckon, I mean, the first thing for my commercial radio brain comes with Yala is just, those old westerns where and particularly back to future three oh, where he goes you're yeller no. as in oh, you're, ah. you're, you're a coward yeah right so yeah. Um, coward moose who could yeah. do the, who could do the, bra- <laughs> who could do the bravest thing with yeller yeah <laughs> 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 
base jump with yellow. While eating it. Another great visual to do with the audio podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swimming with sharks covered in yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see why not. Yeah. Can't see any problems there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we talk about this a little bit? Because we've been talking about uh, talent shows and competitions and stuff like that. Yep. Do we want to bring up this now? This is a thing. I believe this is happening next week, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes. We, now, we've, we've come up with a thing on this show a few weeks ago where uh, this man over here, Carl Chandler, is uh, helping to scout uh, contestants for a TV show called Australia's Got Talent. Oh, hey. Is that the name? I didn't think we gave it up. All right, oh, sure. We, we did. But oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, he's scouting contestants for a show called A Place Like Home. <laughs> <laughs> a great game show. So Australia's yeah. Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Full, and full, dis- full disclosure. What channel is that on? Uh, Channel 7. Is it not? Oh, and he's wearing a Channel 10 hat. <laughs> you have, oh, you have oh, not oh, learned man. a thing from Andy Lee today. <laughs> Oh, let's base jump. So, no, look, full disclosure, oh, uh, uh, they, they came to me and uh, uh, said, you know a lot of comics in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, we've heard your name involved running comedy rooms and stuff like that. You, you'll know those sort of people. So uh, I said, sure. And so I... Would you do it? Well, this... Good question. This, this is a very good question. <laughs> uh, this comes into a thing two years ago where the same sort of thing happened. They got me to audition. I actually went there. It was... Possibly the most horrific moment of my life. Yeah, right. It was, it was so bad that when they rang a couple of weeks ago and said uh, – they left a message to saying, hey, it's uh, allegedly Australia's Got Talent. Yeah. Uh, I went, I'm in trouble here. I'm in big trouble for something I may have said about them or done. Oh, okay. But then, something you may have said about them on stage for 24 nights in a row at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival? Something to do with that. There was, <laughs> allegedly I did a show called Carl Chandler's Got Talent that may or may not have been about that. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Maybe I was just saying I've got talent. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So I may have said a lot of bad things about the, the, the process of, of all that sort of stuff happening because I just had a wretched time. Having said that, long story short, I went on stage after midnight to a bunch of people that uh, you know a crowd that had been there for eight hours that had just seen someone pull firecrackers out of their ass and then i come on and go hey what's up with curtains everyone boo so and a west indian guy got up before him uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's cracking 11 dick jokes (laughs) can't believe andy didn't let me through but anyway uh so uh Obviously, there's different people in charge who did not know anything about any of that happening. So then I have, am helping the show along. I'm, I'm picking a lot of people that uh, would be appropriate for the show. We had the own idea on the show where we, I said, look, I think Tommy should be part of it. I think Tommy should be part of it. But then Dave O'Neill gave us the advice that years and years ago, he went on Star Search or something like that, mm. New New Faces, a show, an old school show where he was a character. He uh, played a bogan. He went in there and talked about Settling and stuff like that. So played we himself. S- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Massive stretch. Uh, so Dave McNeil, I believe he was. So uh, we said, you know, Tommy needs something like that. I said maybe a ba- uh, like a giant baby. Then we came up with a genius idea of combining the two for the sweetest of combos, Baby Bogan. Yeah. So, and this is an attempt to sort of really go for the kind of stuff that they'll put through on that show. You know, yeah. like quick jokes, bit of a novelty angle, yep. um, bit of a visual to it, bit of a character. Yeah. So we've we've road tested this. We, okay, did, a, we did a live show for this podcast, uh, what was it, like a month ago now? Yep. And the, the Bogan Baby made his debut uh, performance. We're still finding over whether he's called Bogan Baby or Baby Bogan. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. we both have different preferences for what rolls off the tongue a little better. We've just got whole different backstories of Baby Bogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was he first, a Bogan or a Baby? Um, so we the, the, the version that we the, the well, that I did at the gig was a little bit more blue than you know what what I think Channel Seven will put through. Totally Re- repeated use of the C bomb. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
Lots of drug references. Yeah. Um, and also, you've said Channel 7 when it's actually on Channel 9, so that's probably not going to work, but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Again, just more of you giving away them. I thought we were trying to be... Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm I trying to it find... was given away when we said the name of their show, Tony, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find a photo for you guys of the baby, baby Bogan uh, doing his first live performance. Yep. So there he is. I've got. I've really committed. Wow! 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 <laughs> to describe this for everyone, and they may have seen it, but yeah, it's a nappy. It's tight at the front. He's just, <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen. You've never managed a camel toe exactly. in, a, in, a, yeah. in a nappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's never impressive. been done before. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of hair for a baby. It's, yes. a, it's a. It's a. It's a. I thought. Um, He's a well-fed baby as well. Yeah, red yeah. hair it seems. Uh, but yeah, and then there's a little bit of baby fat, which uh, a fat baby's a healthy baby. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah. So wearing nothing but a nappy and a wig. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting day where before the gig, I then had the task of going into Big W and just buying some adult diapers for myself, which is not came at least ten years earlier than you thought it would. But <laughs> <laughs> Is just eight to a, ten, eight to ten. Just that <laughs> thing of like standing in line and going, I bet this is what I bump into someone yep. I know. I just there because I also bought, I had a um, tin of VB with a little bottle thing on it. So I'm buying the adult diapers and yep. the little the little bottle thing. I, w- I was wondering whether you bought put something else in there, like because yeah. obviously yeah. you could have disguised it a lot more if you did a whole supermarket shop. Yeah, the same way as like when you were kind of sixteen, seventeen, and you went to buy condoms for the first time. You'd never just buy just <laughs> no. condoms. Oh, absolutely, you had to add well, a lot of other. No, things. you'd buy yeah. adult nappies as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank Christ for self serve checkout is all I'll say. Oh yes, in oh yeah, respect, but yeah, kids but have then, it too easy. But then <laughs> got, like, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking the other day with regards. With oh, regard- you kids, you, you, oh, you got it easy back when I was a kid. I was getting price checked every time I bought a condom. But I was thinking that about condoms the other day when I was going through the self serve checkout. I was like. This is such a better scenario for kids, like, no, uh, yeah. or for any for young adults. Yeah. Like, it's just it was so nerve wracking for some reason uh, to 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 go up with condoms, and now that you can just go through undetected, yeah, yeah shoplifting by hundreds so of them, <laughs> <laughs> thousands. Of them. I was there with the kind of because it's a bit, it's it's a big box, like it's you have to buy them in like packs of ten, so they're like a big. So I've got them sort of under my, I'm trying to conceal them, waiting in line. For the self-serve checkout And a bunch of them were broken And this woman comes over and goes Oh, if it's quicker Do you want to just go over here To the to an actual purse? I'm like, nah I like waiting I'll just I'll just stand here That's yeah. fine I'm fine with that <laughs> So, yeah But now I've still I've still got them Like I'm that, still Yeah, that's the thing You've still got like A whole packet of adult diapers Yeah, just in my room Just Just sitting in my bedroom <laughs> Yeah, which is a Good for your, for your little Tinder dates To come over and check <laughs> Yeah, that's There's always a there's always a little bit of uh, shuffling. Just well, before. well, the funny thing is when we were on our way to do the gig, uh, you were shopping for these items and mm. I was driving in with my girlfriend on the way to the gig mm. and you were texting me sort of asking for advice and stuff like that and you texted me a picture of the wig that you were going to buy. Yeah. Just a picture of the wig and you said, uh, what do you think, is this good? And, you know, I'm driving so my girlfriend actually <laughs> checks the text and, and sees that and goes and literally says to me, Wow, like I know Tommy's balding, but <laughs> I reckon he could do better than that. <laughs> this massive like, red mullet yeah. wig. And also like no one will suspect a thing if I just all of a sudden have like shoulder length hair. That's like <laughs> nah, I've gotten away with this one. <laughs> oh. So yeah, we're a week because it's in like a week, isn't it, that I'm doing this audition for the, uh, for the head honchos of Australia's Got Talent? Yeah, look, I think we've got a week to salvage that. I don't know. Like, I think just every... lose a few C bombs. You know, I, think, I don't think we've got any jokes without the C bombs. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, there's a lot of references to breastfeeding that are done in a very blue way. Mm-hmm. I think there's... they were our cleanest jokes, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. I think we've What's got a lot. Plan? I think we've got a lot of work to to make this in any way salvageable for. Yeah. Yeah. For what the do you guys think? Public. Any advice? My friend at high Ooh. school, and I know this is left field thinking, but could suck fart. He could suck in farts. And from expert. somebody's ass or just from, his from own? He, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so he's he's like around I, I, a siphon, a, a siphon, a fart. No, I think that the was human a centipede. <laughs> <laughs> was that a movie on in the sperm clinic? Or was no, no. He can, yeah, just by using his colon diaphragm, he could suck in air, right, and then expel fart. Expel it back. Yeah, right. I feel that could salvage your uh, your whole routine if he could. Uh, you know, obviously he could. You know, twenty or forty-eight hour tutorial. If you can get that going, a farting baby. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That sits with the character. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got to learn a whole new skill. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of I anal mean, dexterity that I've got to yeah. learn how to sh- put into practice. If you can learn to shit your pants on stage. <laughs> oh. So if that if an odor emits from your nappy and makes its way across Danny Minogue or James Bond <laughs> yeah. or whoever, I mean that. That's, that's money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, these are all good. And, and again, perfect for television. Yes. Perfect for television. Perfect for television. I like how we've gone, look, the material and the jokes that we had are a little blue. Guys, any advice on how to clean them up? And you've just immediately gone, just nah. fart and shit yourself. And <laughs> Write your own fucking material, Dasselo. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, they are both cleaner than our ideas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, to wrap this up, maybe, uh, we do have live shows coming up. So we've, we've got that coming up in a week. We do have live shows that we've talked about coming up. We're coming to... To uh, Perth, Melbourne. Uh, no, we're not doing Melbourne for a little while. We're doing uh, Perth, Adelaide, and Sydney. So, mm-hmm. what are the dates on those? Uh, Adelaide. No, Perth is October the 18th. So, we're not very long to go before we go yep. there. Adelaide, November the 17th. And we've talked a lot about Adelaide because every other city is selling really well except for Adelaide. We mm-hmm. did talk a lot about how people aren't buying tickets in Adelaide. We may have made a lot of personal insults towards Adelaide yep. that we may or may not have meant last week but it has yeah. paid off yep. we talked about it for half an hour last week and Tommy we did make some sales this week in Adelaide yeah we've sold two tickets oh it's worked money in the bank there yeah. you go so Thanks. the farewell tour of Adelaide never again <laughs> yes. never again will the little dum dum club be bothering to go to Adelaide <laughs> uh, and Sydney of course on November the 22nd guys that's about all the time we have for the little dum dum club this week uh, Peter Hellier Andy Lee thank you so much for joining us pleasure guys thanks, thanks guys Peter Hellier can be seen on the project four nights a week mm. Four nights a week. I'm do- actually, I'm doing a one a one off one hour show at the Comedy Store in December. It's the only one hour show I'm doing this year. Heaps of heaps of listeners in Sydney, so get along to that. Get along to that. And also, in, if you're in Melbourne, I'm, I've organised a benefit for anaphylaxis on the Wednesday, November the 18th at the Athenaeum, and the bill is myself, Dave Hughes, uh, Joel Creasy, Nazim Hussein, Silly Pakola. Dave Thornton, uh, Arj Barker, Anne Edmonds, uh, Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, I think that's almost everyone. Baby but Bogan. It's a, it's a big, awesome. it's a big, Sounds great. Baby Bogan. <laughs> we'll see. I want to see Baby Bogan on audition tape. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, maybe follow me on social media at PJ Hellier on Twitter to, um, for details. Yeah, great. Andy? Ah, oh, don't worry about me. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing all right. Yeah. And he's doing oh, all right. Yeah, well, guys, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.